On today's show, I am going to be finally doing a mailbag hearing from you, the listener, Clipper Nation, and the three categories seem like came up the most were the future, near future of this team, Ty Lu and Terrence Mann. So going to be addressing several questions from you, the listener, and today's first ever in my time as Locked On host. Locked on Clippers mailbag. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the best app to save you from panicking right before you're trying to buy a last-minute ticket to your favorite event. Download the Game Time app to find out more, and I'll be telling you more later. But before we get started, I'm your host, Darren Vaziri, and my going into my 19th season as a Clipper fan this upcoming fall. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Dime Dropper Pod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, where I've gone live every single night of the playoffs and do NBA, LA Clipper, LA Sports, and NBA history content. And Locked On Clippers is free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, including YouTube, where I want you to comment more questions you have for me. Why not do another mailbag next week? I mean, I'm still, you know, searching for topics every single week. So obviously, the most important people are you so you need to tell me what you, or I, I shouldn't say you need to tell me but tell me what you want to hear and then maybe next week we'll do another mailbag and we'll make these more regular because with no games to talk about I mean yeah it'll be nice it's nice to hear what the fans want to hear so let's put it that way so as I said the three categories that I divided this episode into with all the comments that I got. The first one is going to be about Ty Lu and the questions I got referring to him. And then the second segment is going to be Terrence Mann because I got a couple of questions about him. And then it'll be ending with probably the biggest, most important segment, which is the future of the team, the near future and into a dome thing. So let's start out with the first question. This comes from, and sorry to the YouTube subscribers who are probably my most loyal base. I mean, apparently I have a thousand listeners in the podcasting, uh, section so those guys are probably my majority audience and i don't hear from them enough hear from them enough but you guys that are on the youtube channel i apologize for not asking you to suggest questions but i just did so there you go but for the twitter people that answer, uh, that replied under my tweet at unlocked on clippers at locked on clips on twitter you guys gave me some stuff so let's look at what you guys asked first starting with Oli clip for real at Oli pretext he asked me if tyloo leaves who would be the best fit for the LA Clippers? This is assuming that we run it back and retool. So, a couple candidates that are on the market. I don't think that Steve Ballmer would go for a rookie head coach or like an assistant coach searching for an opportunity. I think that he would try to go for a more established coach. And right now, there are established coaches with a championship, I might add, on the market. Mike Budenholzer, Nick Nurse. And then you also have Glenn Rivers, just joking, but he is on the on the market. And then 
Monty Williams as well. So of those options, and I think very likely those would be the guys considered, not Glenn Rivers, obviously, but Monty Williams, Mike Budenholzer, and Nick Nurse. I would take out of those Nick Nurse because he has coached Kawhi and Norman Powell, so you already have that familiarity. And mainly because I want a defense-first mind, and Nick Nurse is exactly that. Now, Toronto fans have complained that his offense is so clunky. It's very take-turnsy. It's a straight iso ball. But that's what people have complained that the Clippers' offense looks like at times. And my pushback on that is most offenses are pick-and-roll based in today's game, and they're pretty stagnant. And Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, when they play... They make our offense a lot better, obviously, and they get the ball moving more because they draw double teams, and that's what gets the ball moving. So the key to our offense is really having our two stars healthy. But that being said, if you had to ask me who I'd want, as far as Mike Budenholzer, I just think that he's made a lot of blatant errors and he's kind of shown a lack of adjustments. That's the thing. Tyron Lue you can still say he makes late adjustments, but he adjusts. Mike Boonholzer, there's been times in the playoffs where I feel like he hasn't done very well, and his offenses don't look very smooth either. I mean, they did in, in Atlanta, but with the Bucks, they didn't look very good at all. Defensively, they look good, but I think a lot of that is the personnel. Monty Williams, I don't think he's any better than Ty Lue. I think he's a good coach. He seems like a very good motivator and a, and a player's coach, besides DeAndre Ayton, I guess. But... I, don't, I haven't seen anything from Monty in the playoffs these last three years that's made me think, oh, he's some genius. I think he's a good coach. But I think Ty Lue's a really good coach, even though he didn't have a great season. So I wouldn't say Monty Williams over him. So my answer would be Nick Nurse because he'd bring in a defense-first lens. He'd win a championship with Kawhi Leonard and Norman Powell. So that would be my pick, Nick Nurse. As far as... By the way, though, honorable mention, Sam Cassell because he's a former Clipper and one of my favorites of all time. But he does come from the Glen Rivers coaching tree, so I don't know about him. However, Ty Lue came from the Glen Rivers coaching tree, and he ended up fine. At least some people think. Most of Clipper Nation thinks he's fine. A lot of them are done with Ty Lue. They can't look past this season, and honestly, I don't blame them. I said that I want a different coach because I want a defense-first mind, and I think that's where our team needs to hang their hat on, given our personnel, to be a championship contender. But... As I said, if Ty Luke comes back next season, I am not going to be all doom and gloom about him. I'm going to be optimistic that hopefully, given a roster with better construction that maybe isn't as deep but has more defined roles, that he can actually do a better job with that depth and managing it. But my answer is still Nick Nurse. That would be my choice. Although, if I had to pick out of all those, yeah, why not? Sam Cassell, give him a shot. This is not realistic. And then the other question was asked by Bring Back Russ at ClipsFan3000. He adds, odds we bring Russ and or Ty Lue back. So I guess out of 100% with Russell Westbrook, this is just a gut feeling. I have no inside sources on this. With Russell Westbrook, I would say 40% we bring him back, 60% he goes elsewhere, just because I don't think we're going we're gonna to be able to afford him. And I think he played so well in the playoffs that he got himself a decent contract that we can't afford. Remember, we are below or over the second tax apron so we cannot sign anybody to any less than a veteran minimum we can't you know sign russ to some big contract or anything like that so and we can't even sign him to the mid-level exception we don't have that so that's tough so i give him a 45 a 40 percent chance of returning as for Ty Lu, 
I said earlier and a couple episodes ago, I want to say it's 70% chance I have him coming back. So, yeah, it's pretty strong, 70%. Um, whether Lawrence Frank comes back as well, I don't know. But coming up, going to be answering questions about Terrence Mann, the guy that every Clipper fan seems to want to play more. And if you want to see Terrence Mann play live next season and you don't know if you can go to a Clipper game until the night of or something like that, well, then you should download Game Time. During Game 4 of the Western Conference Finals against the Suns, I did not know where I wanted to go, and I ended up paying more money than I've ever paid for a ticket, and part of why is because I didn't have game time. Look, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful, and game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. And it has killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. With those, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll actually have at the event. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, baseball, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. So let's talk about some of these Terrence Mann-related questions here. And the first one comes from Oli Clip for Real again at Oli Pretext, and he says, what kind of moves besides Ty Lue would make Team Man a starter? That's a great question. I think the only way is if we, first of all, we don't have Marcus Morris back, so he doesn't want to go with him starting. And then he thinks to himself, Nico Batum is too old to start. I don't want to start Robert Covington. Why not start Kawhi at the four? And then Terrence Mann can start at the two when we play with three wing kind of guys with Terrence, Paul, and Kawhi. Now, here's my thing. Another possibility is that Lawrence Frank, if he's still around pushing coaching decisions, he's going to say, you got to start Terrence this year or else. And then maybe we get Terrence in the starting lineup. Now, the third possibility is that Kawhi and Paul George advocate and say, look, we'll play the three and the four, start Terrence. I think that's best for the team. He can go out there and guard the best players while we can worry about the offense and just rotate and switch onto them if need be. So those would be the three possibilities, I'd say, to answer that question. So overall, if we have Ty Lue, I would not expect Terrence to start because um, he doesn't believe in him as a, as a point guard. and He doesn't believe in not having a traditional quote-unquote point guard so I would say that Terrence Mann likely would only start if we did not have Ty Lue as the coach but those are the possibilities if he does now another question I had this one from JL3 at D underscore Goonies he asks why don't you think Terrence Mann gets more minutes like everyone seems to want well the obvious answer is because Ty Lue doesn't think he's a point guard, so he did not stick with that role. And because sometimes he hesitates to shoot, and we know based on Ty Lue's history with Luke Kennard that, and for those that don't know what that means, he would pull him out of the game in no time. And there were rumors at practice reported by the team and Christina Pink and whoever was working, you know, Jimmy Maggio, the Clippers media, saying that he would pull Luke Kennard out of the scrimmages when he wouldn't shoot and say, if you don't shoot, I'm not playing you. So it's clearly a big thing for Ty to have his players let it fly. That rhymed, but 
Taron sometimes doesn't, but he does all the other little things, and he's one of our best point-of-attack defenders, but that doesn't seem to be super high on Ty Lue's priority list. So that's another thing. And another possibility is that it was an F you to the front office. He wanted more Terrence Mann, and Ty was like, nah, I'll play when I want him. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but I do know that the front office prioritizes Terrence more than Ty Lue. Remember, Terrence was, or Ty was down to trading for Fred Van Vliet. Front office was not. So he also asked, what do you think he needs to work on most this offseason? Great question. I think Terrence needs to work more on his pull up mid range and shooting it with confidence, going both ways. I think his biggest weakness is his left hand. He's so right hand dominant. He needs to get better dribbling left, finishing with his left. So those two things and hitting that pull up mid range. I know he practices the pull up mid range going right, but I think I need to see the left as well. And it starts with improving his left hand. So that's what I would say with Terrence. He says, I have my thoughts, but I want to hear your real thoughts, not the Ty doesn't like him BS we always get from folks. It's not that he doesn't like him, but I don't think he likes his style as much. And then he says, if not Ty, then who? I'm taking Ty over damn near everyone. I guess I already answered that question. He also has thoughts on Dan Craig. He's supposed to be this defensive guru, yet the defense is underwhelming to say the least. Well, Tyloo doesn't really employ defensive lineups, man. You can't blame a defensive coach when you're the guy you say is perfect or whatever, is better than everyone, isn't playing defensive-minded lineups. So that's my answer to that. But coming up, the biggest questions of all, talking about the future of the Clippers, going into next season, and the one after, entering the Intuit Dome. Going to be talking about that coming up. Before I do that, I got to tell you about prize picks. And let me tell you about the $1 million daily new Superflex promotion. Every day of the playoffs and the finals, one prize picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m., Eastern Standard Time will be randomly selected each day, and whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payouts. If you get four correct picks, you'll get $16,000. If you get five correct picks, you'll get $80,000. And if you get six correct picks, you will get a million dollars. The full details can be found at prizepicks.com million. You must opt in at this link to be eligible for the million-dollar entry. And once you opt in, all you have to do is play the game like normal, and you could be the lucky winner. Just download the Prize Picks app. All you got to do when you're on it is pick two to six players and predict if they will score more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry, and it's not competing against anyone in particular. It's just you and the projections available. And Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. That includes the NBA, MLB, NHL, and more. Just download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, so let's look at some of these final questions talking about the future of the team. And I'm going to start with this one by Clark Henry at CA Henry 37, one of my loyal subscribers. He says, what should we do to address the power forward position? Well, I've done an episode on this. Check it out. But Jeremy Grant is obviously the pipe dream. Now, the thing is, we cannot sign Jeremy Grant right now because we are still over the second tax apron. So we are going to need to shed salary. That means that we want to upgrade the power forward position. Got to say goodbye to some of the people at the power forward position. If not, maybe two or all three of them, Roko, Nico, and Marcus. So 
at least two of them, I'd say, and then probably not even bringing back Russ. We want to bring if we want to get Jeremy Grant. I don't know all the calculations and the financial things. This is new CBA rules, and I'm still kind of fresh to them. So we'll be able to easier dissect and evaluate what the Clippers can do after certain moves are made. But the point is, right now, we cannot sign Jeremy Grant. We are pretty pinned down. So I would say trade Marcus Morris and then Nico and Rocco. Like, they can get more minutes, but we're going to need to upgrade. John Collins, we could try to trade for. But again, you know, what are the Hawks accepting? So, I don't know what we can do right now, Clark. That's the honest answer. I really don't know what we can do. And when I, I answered your question just now by saying, who should we go out to upgrade it? I think John Collins and Jeremy Grant are the pipe dreams. But I think playing Robert Covington will upgrade some things as well over Marcus Morris. I really do. And then he also asks... Should we cut bait with depth at positions we're already good at to help with cleaner rotations? Absolutely. And one of those is the power forward position. We have three of them right now that are on contract getting paid 10 plus million next year. We need to get at, rid of at least one, probably two. And if Robert Covington's not going to play, then we should trade him. As far as guard, I think we're fine on that with Norman Powell, Bones Island, those guys. I think we're fine. He says, too many times we saw guys playing before other guys that should have been playing, and I believe a factor in that is because we had too many guys at one position. Obviously, our stars have to stay healthy, but even then, sometimes I feel like we have too many options and egos. It's tough to deal with who to play and make rotations more difficult than they have to be. I agree with all that. I do. Next question comes from Militant Mind. He's another loyal subscriber, at MilitantMind4 on Twitter. He asks, could we realistically add something like Miles Turner? Now, Miles Turner is getting paid $20 million for the next two years each. So it's going to be very hard to get him. As I said, I think Zoo and a couple of other bigger contracts like Marcus, Nico would have to go out the door. I think it's unlikely that we're getting Miles Turner. He says, while adding pieces like Vanderbilt, maybe we can add someone like Vanderbilt. I don't know who's out there. I kind of evaluated them and there weren't many great choices. Like Kyle Kuzma would be great, but we're not going to get him. He's going to want to get paid. Vanderbilt, the Lakers have a team option on him, and I don't think they're going to decline it. So, Because he's saying we don't need another superstar. We just need good role players. I, I mean, I, I tend to agree, but it all depends on Kawhi and Paul's health. Although, to answer your question, I don't think the two, as you mentioned, Miles Turner and Vanderbilt, are realistic. Another question comes from Alex Webb. He asks, and the name is at Alex M. Webb. On Twitter, he asked, do you see us drafting a young guy to develop at pick 30? Or will the Clips fit it in a trade? I think we're going to get someone. I think we will because I think that we want to not go too all in in terms of the win now and have something to fall back on with Brandon Boston, Bones Highland, Terrence Manamir Coffee. So I think we're actually going to try to pick a solid player here. Now, my next question comes from one of my loyal Dime Dropper subscribers from years now, Sean Limpera. He asks... At Sean Lem 25, I know in the end of the season press conference, Lawrence Frank said they were committed to PG and Kawhi, but if Bob Myers is hired as GM, do you think that point still stands? It doesn't matter. And my answer to that is it's ultimately going to be Bomber's decision what direction we go in, whether it means Kawhi and Paul George next year opening up the Intuit Dome or a new cast of players, it will be Bomber's call. And in my opinion, based on what Bomber told us at the forum when he stood in front of us and spoke about, I don't think we're ever going to be bad when we can be good. We might retool for a couple of years, just like we did between Blake and Chris Paul. And by the way, they they traded our players. They traded PG, I'm sorry, Blake and Chris 
So maybe that's maybe trading Kawhi and Paul George is his idea of a retool, but I don't think so. I think Lawrence Frank wasn't bullsh- BSing when he said we are committed to Paul George and Kawhi long term, and I think Balmer he is gonna have this say regardless. If Bob Myers, the only way they could try to trade them is if Bob Myers really is adamant that this duo is not gonna work out, and he pushes Balmer to saying it, and Balmer trusts him. But I don't know. I don't see that happening. And then my other question, thanks for the question, by the way, from Clips Lions fan. He is at S0NOF Samedi on Twitter. He says, I'm just curious if running it back is worse than rebuilding. Balmer wants stars in Intuit Dome. 213 are unavailable a lot. Do you think the fans will be hopeful that changes headed to Intuit over a young team with some promise? So let me say, do you think fans will be hopeful that that changes? Headed to into it. I think Clipper fans are the most optimistic, at times delusionally optimistic bunch. I think that they will be hopeful regardless of if it's a rebuilding team, a retooling team, or a Kawhi and Paul again. They will be. But for me personally, I'm not as hopeful. I think that we should, as I said, try something else because I don't believe in this. I don't believe the health of these two guys. But I'm obviously hoping I'm wrong for a second consecutive season. But who knows? I think if you see another season of these guys not being available when it counts, then no fans going to be excited going into the Intuit Dome. I think next season would be the last straw, even for the very optimistic crowd. So that's my answer to that. And then the last question is <laughs> by Young at 0x. Why do you guys all put the slash to your zeros? At 0x young x, and he asks, if I want to see a championship parade during my lifetime, should I find a new team? No. Absolutely should stay with Balmer. We're going to win a chip. Is it going to be with 2-1-3? I don't think so, but we're going to. We have a great owner, and I think we're going to have the best stadium in the league, and I think that's going to want to make guys come, and I think that he'll hire the right guys, and eventually, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I think we're going to win a championship, and I'll see you at the parade, hopefully, and it'll be one of the best days of my life. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more Clipper and LA Sports content. Let me know what you thought and throw me more questions for next week in the comments section. The age-old proverb continues, go Clippers. Thank you so much to everybody for the questions. Peace.